as well as our our guest from is it telecom yes recording in progress our guest from telecom who are supposed to brief us uh, on the petition from independent uh, failed um, technicians and uh, we have honored their request after they've requested us to to give them chance we don't have much time colleagues let me declare this meeting official open and the purpose is what i have just outlined that we are here to get responses from telecom in relation with that petition so you are all warmly welcome into this meeting. The meeting is officially opened. We'll now zoom to item two, which is roll call and apologies. Brakin, can you take us through on this item? Uh, thank you, Chairperson. Thank you, Chairperson. Good morning, Chairperson. Good morning, Honorable Members. And uh, good morning, uh, colleagues from Telecom. Uh, Chairperson, in the platform, members that I've uh, admitted and I've seen, it's Honorable Sueda, which is yourself, Honorable Matulela, Honorable Nkosutuli, Honorable Jacobs, Honorable Kruger, Honorable Tromelan, Honorable Mieni, Honorable Tividias. And then uh, I've got an apology of uh, Honorable Sumula. So those are the apologies and the, mem the members that I've uh, seen. Should it happen that I've missed one member, he can or she can indicate. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Apology noted. Uh, can I have a mover for the adoption of the agenda? From honorable members. Uh, honorable Mune, morning members and our chairperson, I move the adoption, the adoption of the agenda. Thank you. Any second, honorable members? There's been moved by honorable Mune. Morning, Chair. Honorable Tomelang, I do second, Chair. Thank you. The agenda has been seconded by Honorable Tomelang. Uh, I will now, thank you, I will now invite Telcom to give us a short briefing on the, on the petition they received from um, independent field technicians. Just to get a, a little bit background and what transpired and uh, what is their position for now, then I will allow members to deliberate on that and come up with some recommendations. Uh, King, I don't know whether you can share responsibility with them so that they are able to, to put on the to flag their responses on the screen. Yes, Chairperson, uh, from the publication that we received, 
we stand that the delegation would be led by Dr. Matlano. And then uh, I'm still waiting for the one who will then indicate to whom should I give the permission to make a presentation. Thank you. Thank you. Dr. Matango, are you on the stage? Good morning, Chair. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Thank you, Honorable, Honorable Chair. This is Mr. Pindilejani from Telcom. We send a communication to Mr. Uh, King that the uh, telecom delegation is going to be led by myself, which is Pindilejani Executive, Government Relations, and I'll be supported by uh, a few of my colleagues. So I'm on screen now. I hope that uh, uh, Mr. King will probably give me access so I can project the presentation. Although we wanted to start with a video as well, a quick video, so that we can show what we are doing as telecom around the SNMEs and the future makers. That video will be reflected by Matebe from Telcom. If that is an order, Chair, I can proceed and then I can proceed. No, maybe I can come in because today we have got a huge responsibility in, in Parliament. Can King explain to us the relation of the video with the petition? Because what we want, want you to King? No. I don't have a problem, Pindile, but my problem will be I don't know how long will it take because I don't want that to take a long time. I want you to clarify certain things from the, mm. the to the committee in relation with that petition. Yes. We are ready for that, Chair. We the video won't take more than two minutes. Very short. Okay. No problem. May proceed. You are saying you have sent everything to King. So we have that sent can, the presentation to, to King, yes. So that he can yes. project the, the watch the presentation the on your behalf. Yes. King, can you do that so that we don't waste time? Take an eye. Just come in here, please. Mm. Um, the video, I was just wondering, is the video about this company that um, signed the petition or is it just how Telcom worked? Because um, um, as you rightly said, um, we need their response on this particular petition. Um, so I don't know if the video is about Telcom um, or is it about the specific problem um, of this um, small businesses, um, contractors, whatever they call them. Uh, since they are saying they want it's, it's, it's a video of about two minutes, let's allow it to pass and then we'll make a determination after that, whether it's relevant or not. I was just skeptical about the time. Agreed. Thank you. Great. King? Great. King? Yes, Chairperson. 
Can you you flag their presentation? They said they've sent it to you. Yes, I did, and then I've given Mr. Chani the co-host permission to to okay. so that All you right. can be able to 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 move it. Okay. And then I'm seeing the hand of uh, Lubecha Matabele. Mm. I think he's also a member of the delegation. I don't know whether he wanted to say something. Sorry, I'm not. I'm not sure whether it's a he or she. That's why I'm just skeptic to say. Okay. Can you talk? Afternoon um, to the honourable members. I wanted to say that I would uh, flight the video, um, and that uh, pretty much, if you could just uh, allow me sharing rights, then I would yes. flight. Thank you. Uh, is it possible, King, to share a uh, rise to more than two? Yes, sir. Okay, do that so that she can flag the video and then we'll proceed. Okay, in the screen there's a presentation. Can you stop sharing the presentation and start with the video? Yes, I've got sharing rights now, so I'm going to... I think for some reason the stream is not allowing me to share. Um, did Miss Did Mister Chani stop sharing? Uh, I did, uh, uh, Mister Kunene. I stopped sharing. Okay. Okay. Are you winning? Um, just give me one second. It's okay. almost. Yeah, I'm seeing the end of uh, Honorable April. Honorable April. Thank you very much, Chairperson. I would like to apologize. I'm going to leave the meeting at 11 o'clock to leave for Parliament so I can notice that the meeting will go over that time. But I just want my apology to be noted that by, by 11 o'clock, I will leave the meeting. Okay. I believe we'll be done because I have already stated that we are under pressure in terms of time today. Chair, maybe so, what we can do is share the video at the end because it's giving me a bit of challenge. Okay. okay. So the pressure, let's proceed with the presentation. Thank you. Over to you. Right. Thank you. Chair. Can I proceed? Chair? Recording stopped. Yes, yes proceed. Time. We can save we're time. Under, yeah, we're under pressure in terms of time. Yes, from our side as of Telcom, we wish to thank you, the Honorable Chair, and the members of, 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 of the com of the Cultural Committee for Small Business Development to present and answer to the question that I posed in the last meeting to us as, as, as Telcom. And then we should mention that Chair, we as Telcom, we've been consistent in appearing in this Portfolio Committee, starting back from the fifth parliament 
where we were guided by Ms. Ruth Bengu, who was the chairperson of this committee, where we answered in detail around our engagements with the SMEs and the contracts thereof. And then, Chair, from our side, we wish also to apologize upfront for not meeting with you when you called us last month to appear within two days. So from our side, we just thought that we won't do justice to this inquiry. We needed to prepare ourselves accordingly, where we put together some subject matter specialists to deliberate on this matter and give you some uh, uh, sufficient answers. So here we are today, Chair, responding to your request that you are fully prepared and to engage with this uh, uh, committee. Um, being joined by the, by the members of specialist, uh, uh, subject matter specialist of, of telecom, that is from Future Makers. I have Matebe, just saw it now. Matebe Mzobo, she's gonna also touch on, on the issues around the presentation supported by Nozimanga. It's gonna be a swift process. Thereafter, it's gonna be Ben Fanzail, and then have John uh, Boats as well as Mpo Kungwani. And finally, we also have Amit uh, Dabidian, who's gonna, who's gonna also uh, make some contribution to the presentation. So Chair, as we have engaged with, uh, before we came to the legislature, that is to uh, to you, uh, honourable members of parliament. We did engage with the with the Department of Small Business Development in the past on this, together with the then Department of Telecom Telecommunication and Postal Services, and we had a working group that dealt with these matters. We met a, a number of times with the with, with the with, with the IFTs or these NMEs who wrote a petition to you. After we engaged with that working group, we decided that we needed to have some mechanism where we can resolve this matter uh, proactively with them and also internally as, as telecom. It was a long process. I must say that even the Honorable Kruger was also part of these engagements uh, in the last and in the fifth parliament where we engaged with, with, with government. So that demonstrates our commitment as, as, as telecom in dealing with the matter at hand. If I may say, uh, uh, Chairperson, what what is Telecom Group? I think you know Telecom. It used to be a old telecoms company, but we are now converge into a fully digital uh, company. We have our site into a 40 billion company with revenues and with more than 12,000 employees. And then we have BCX, which is the end-to-end -end digital solution provider that is 100% owned by, by Telcom, provides IT and other cloud services. Here we are today on OpenServe, of which some of these members were contacted by OpenServe, which is a wholesale structure or provider in South Africa. And also we have a very pervasive infrastructure throughout South Africa that, that covers the DSL, fiber, network internet, and the like. I must say that uh, we've got uh, the largest fiber in South Africa, spanning about more than 50,000 kilometers of fiber. And then we have Telcom Consumer, which provides retail uh, services and communications. That is our mobile network, voice, as well as the customer uh, or consumer uh, business. And then we have the YEP chair. The YEP, it was your, your yellow pages, former yellow pages. We had to repurpose it into a digital market as an infrastructure. 
so that it can provide internet services. I must say that that YEP chair is important for the Vigilance Committee because we take the SMMEs seriously, where we wanted everyone to be left behind, anyone who can have any facility, I mean services, operating services on SMMEs. If you are in Soweto, you can sell your, your, your plumbing uh, services so that anyone in the street can know via this app. They can market, we also offer some, uh, some good services around the YEP application. At some point, Chair will invite the members to look at that uh, service. It's very important for the work of this committee, what, what are we doing on the, on the SMEs. And then finally, Chair, we've got Jairo, which is a property uh, business unit, wanted to monetize the current infrastructure we have around towers and property and, and masts and, and towers. So we have customers, not only telecom, even Vodacom can be a customer, or even Celsi. That's what Gyro provides. That is all in all, in, in, in a sense, what we are, Chair, as the telecom group. So we've got a family of companies underneath telecom group, but the focus now is on that internet business is called, is called OpenServe. Without further ado, Chair, let me invite uh, Matebe and, and uh, Nozi to take us through the Future Mokos program. Thank you, Chair. Let me allow uh, Matebe. Thank you. Um, sorry, 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 sorry. I, I, I can hear you. You are now presenting who you, whom you are, who you are, of which is good. But before us, there is a petition. There were a number of disputes, et cetera, et cetera. I agree with you when you say you presented to the previous, um, to the fifth parliament. And unfortunately, as the chairperson, I don't have those resolutions. But what we would like to hear from you as the, the portfolio committee is on those di disputes. Uh, if maybe you can zoom into that one, I, I don't deny that you give them opportunity to tell us what is it that you are doing. But before us, there is a petition which uh, leads to grievances by that uh, um, IFD, IFC. So to, 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 to allow members to, to understand the, the stage where you are with, those, with, with that particular uh, uh, group. I don't know whether you get my point. I I don't want us to get lost. Certainly. Mm -hmm. Can um, you hear me? Through you, Chair, we, we can we can hear you, Chair. We are spot on. Our mm -hmm. our presentation is not more than ten slides. We're just giving the context. We're gonna answer okay. to each of those problems. Let's start with the uh, uh, But my problem is time. Can you zoom to the to the petition? I'm interested, we may still call you. Uh, let's say if we have uh, requested you to come and present what is it that we are doing so that we have got that clue. But before us now, I'm looking at the time, it's now eight minutes to 10. And if I may allow you to present, 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 and then when we go deeper, to to analyze your responses it will be late already members have started requesting to leave and uh, i i'm one of them who must also leave during that particular time so that's my humble request 
We, we appreciate that. Uh, we're gonna, our presentation is very short. We'll try to cover much ground and we're going to zoom into the problems that, 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 that were raised. But a bit oh. of context will, will suffice for us. If you can give us until, let's say, five past to present so that we can... Okay, we can do, do that. Do that. Continue. Thank you, Uh, thank you, Chair. Um, so in the interest of time, I just want to talk about future makers. I think the um, the uh, the petition that is before you is slightly uh, broader, and we're going to be talking to those issues. But I think in terms of uh, what we do and the work we've done in ESD, I think it's important to highlight it within the context of these grievances as well. Um, and if I, if I may just tell you a little bit more about what we do, uh, Future Makers was launched in 2015. Our purpose has always been to empower Black-owned um, companies in the digital economy that are within our supply chain and within the sector um, broadly. And essentially what we've done is we've invested and incubated um, ICT businesses. Uh, since 2015, we've provided access to market through our supply chain to a number of businesses um, we work with youth and female-owned businesses, and we've promoted inclusive innovation from a digital perspective as well as uh, localization. Um, if you can move forward, please, if you can move the presentation. So essentially, Future Makers is a group um, initiative, and already um, my colleague has already touched on you know, the different business units that we have. And within Future Makers, uh, or through the group investing in small businesses, Future Makers has uh, essentially been able to deploy 250 million rand of capital in investing in small businesses, including um, the IFT companies uh, that are here as well. We and, and I'll cover the detail in terms of how we've supported um, the IFT program. And uh, we've also spent collectively as a group 200 million rand uh, in operational capital, in incubation, and in our various programs. So how we carry out our um, strategic mandate is that within each business unit, there are supply chain diversity programs. So OpenServe is one of them, and the IFT program is particularly in the OpenServe space. But then we've got um, dealers in the consumer space, et cetera, and subcontractors within the BCX space um, and panel uh, a panel of uh, Black-owned suppliers within Gyro and YEP as well. Um, we have uh, extensive innovation and incubation programs, and I'll cover them as well. And then we focus on, we also have our Township Innovation Incubator um, that we launched um, last uh, in 2020, and it fosters both economic inclusion as well as innovation. And as I said, we invest in small businesses as well. Um, our impact to date uh, has essentially been that all the future makers, all the businesses that have been part of future makers have generated at least a billion rand worth of revenue. And I must say a majority of that billion rand um, was generated through our own supply chain by providing access to market. And the IFT companies have been the majority of that um, revenue generated. So most of our spend has actually been with IFT companies um, over the last seven years. And that's why, it, and that amounts to about 700 million collectively. 
And uh, we've got a mixture of startups that we work with um, through incubation. We've obviously partnered with a lot of um, other incubation hubs over the years and have supported over 2,500 startups. And, and currently, our portfolio of startups have created 27,000 jobs, majority of them being indirect through platform companies we've invested in, and uh, most of them being direct. And the direct number currently sitting at 500, um, and we'll get into the IFT numbers just now, but most of the jobs are sitting in the IFT space as well. Um, and that's pretty much the impact we've had. When we zone into the independent field technicians program, from a, and I think it's important to have context in terms of how it all works. So Future Makers supports business units. So we don't necessarily provide the access to market ourselves, but we make sure we work with um, SMMEs in terms of um, supporting them to be able to be efficient within our, our different business units. And so um, you must, you're aware of the, the IFT program. Uh, pretty much it was established in 2015 out of a restructuring um, and the whole idea was that OpenServe would then provide an access to income to um, SMME or, or to rather previous employees who are now looking for uh, entrepreneurial opportunities. And so contracts were awarded uh, essentially, and most of that scope was pretty much on ADSL at the time, ADSL fault repairs. And um, companies had to go through a qualifying process. When we started, the company had, um, we started with a program. There were three companies that qualified, each with four technicians. The program grew uh, to 45 companies who then um, had generated more employment to 804 technicians. Currently, we've got 33 companies with 599 technicians. And, you, and that's basically the bulk of the indirect, I mean, of the direct jobs that I spoke about um, earlier. And as I mentioned, the program, because currently it consists of 33 companies, um, over the se last seven years, we've procured 700 million um, of services from these companies. Um, we've extended the scope uh, as well, because as I said earlier, the program started off as an ADSL fault repair program, but we extended the scope given that the copper we had already moved the tech. We had already moved from copper to um, fiber, and obviously um, the volumes were not as high. And what we did as part of that move is that we extended the scope uh, of the IFT program. And I think my colleagues from procurement will speak uh, more about that. To now not just become about repairing, but also fiber connection. Um, and if you look at it over the last seven years, the average annual procurement from each of from the collective group of IFT companies has been 100 million rand uh, per annum. And as I said, we extended the contracts by five years. Originally, the program was only uh, two years and um, the contracts over the years have actually been extended. If you don't mind, just going back to the previous slide. Thank you. So in terms of how Future Makers, which is a telecom group initiative, has supported the IFT program from an SMME development perspective, is that um, you know, in terms of the 200 million on OPEX that we've spent and the 250 million rand we've invested, we've invested 40 million rand of support in the IFT program and beneficiaries alone. And um, the first thing was that the incubation was only supposed to be three years uh, in the beginning. 
And it started off with uh, business training through SNG Grand Thornton. Um, there was technical training and back office support from our various partners. And then what we did is we provided working capital at the, um, at the inception um, of the IFT program for all the beneficiaries. And uh, essentially material was provided upfront for 12 months when the program started, which amounted to about 10 million rand. And the working capital investments in terms of making sure that we, uh, the IFT companies are able to um, buy implements for working, hire cars, uh, essentially, we've invested that um, through our, through an externally managed fund. We invested 28 million rand, and that was in loans uh, at the time. And also, in addition, ADSL tools were, were provided um, to each of the companies. Now, I think what is important is over the years, obviously, um, the, the IFT companies are different, and they all have... Um, different performance levels, um, some hired more, others hired less. But essentially, if we were to look at, um, you know, at the peak of the program, having grown from three companies to, to um, 45 companies, and now with the declining um, ADSL, we actually managed to keep the volumes at, um, or the number of participants to 33, given that we had to extend the scope. Um, and we provided training uh, as well to make sure that the, uh, the, the IFT companies have fiber training skills. And we partnered with the Department of Environmental Affairs to train um, 500, 520 youth um, in ADSL and fiber skills so that we can aid um, also these IFT companies from a, a, a skills uh, perspective. And then... Um, as I mentioned, we extended the contracts uh, from a uh, telecom perspective. These contracts were always um, extended with the fact that we would also com uh, commit to supporting um, IFT companies. And uh, essentially, um, you know, last year, uh, between 2021 and 2022, we provided further equipment support um, in which we now to enable um, uh, more IFTs to participate in fiber, we uh, provided splicing machines um, each uh, to qualifying uh, black women-owned um, IFT companies, and as well as material in this current financial year. And then what we then did, uh, which is the last part of our support, please, if you don't mind, I know we're very pressed in terms of time, but the last bit of our support was then um, us then looking at the full program and saying that we accept that the ADSL uh, volumes were obviously less than what we started off with. And so due to changes in technology, we decided that we would then convert the grants, I mean, the, the loans that we uh, issued in 2015 to grants. So it means that the balance of those loans, which was basically 15 million rand, has been converted to grants. And that is the feature maker support uh, to the IFT program. I'm going to hand over to Ben, my colleague from procurement. Thanks. Thanks for to get to it, Ben, the gist of it. Uh, thank you, Matebe, and good morning, honorable members. So I'm just going to quickly talk about the South African ICT market to give you that perspective as well. So the market conditions over the past few years have made the business environment operationally challenging. 
there's an increased uh, there's increased competition uh, with competitors coming into the market with strong pricing strategies that offer connectivity at highly competitive rates. So over the last couple of years, there's been a fiber land grab in South Africa, and open serve is no longer the largest fixed asset uh, access line provider. So we share the access market with other dominant players, and they're all providing fiber-based access services. To give you an idea, the cumulative FTTH home, homes passed in South Africa amongst all the operators are more than 3 million, and the connected FTTH homes currently stand at around 1.2 million. So this brings along opportunities for SMMEs, uh, including an opportunity for the IFT panel of OpenServe to diversify and service the other players in the industry. So then the, the uncertainty brought by the COVID-19 pandemic with regulations impacting business operations and global supply chain challenges, certainly uh, have put a lot of pressure on OpenServe and other players in the industry, but also specifically on our entire supply panel of IFTs. And they, um, they're all level one and are qualifying as either black owned or black female owned. Um, seven of these suppliers are QSEs and the rest are all EMEs. So smaller companies uh, do feel the impact uh, a lot more than, than larger companies. So to bring it closer to home uh, on our business, uh, Matebe mentioned the decline in copper uh, fixed access lines uh, where we moved from legacy broadband and voice uh, towards wireless uh, and, and uh, fiber-based products. The impact of this was drastic, uh, drastic decline in assurance, which is basically the faults that, we, that, that needs to get fixed. And those trends correlate to the decline in legacy access lines. So the fiber to the home network uh, that's growing, we currently have moved from uh, to more, well, more fiber than copper customers. The upside of that is that the IFTs are actually doing 95% of all the open serve connections. So all those new homes that we're connecting, the IFTs are doing 95% uh, of those connections. When all of this happened with the decline in, in um, the copper-based work, memos were sent to the IFTs that were experiencing a decline in copper-related services and that they should adjust their resources to do more fiber-related work as per the training they've received and also seek work from other network providers as per the training they've received through the Future Makers program. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, coming at Sean with the also address the issues that were raised in the committee. Sean and Mpo. Good, good morning, honorable members. So I'll take you through a little bit of background in terms of um, the journey of the contract. Um, so 2015-2016 was the contract implementation. And with that, when the IFT company started, we realized that there was an increase in repeat fault rates. Um, there was also um, unnecessary handover to, to cable and a huge amount of, of diverts. Now, what this meant was that there was uncontrollable spend from our side. Now, at that stage, OpenServe um, averaged around about 20% of uh, repeat faults. Now, a repeat fault is anything um, or any fault sent back within the seven days um, for whatever reason. Now, following that, in 2017, we had the contract renewal. 
And with the contract renewal, um, we did have contract negotiations, which started um, from May up until September. Now, that was a three-month period that we used to actually engage with the um, IFT companies and the service providers to actually get insights from them as well in terms of the changes that were coming through. And subsequent to that, we also then had a roadshow in December where we took them through the changes that were going to take place or be affected from the previous contract into this new contract. Now, there was an extensive um, um, roadshow to make them understand of those changes. Now, the key element to the change of the contract was the introduction of a, a service level agreement. And the SLA was really um, implemented to align the operational behavior of our techs. Now, the benchmark of that was the internal um, technicians, and we wanted them to get aligned or wanted the IT technicians to actually align with our internal technicians. Now, with that, um, key things that we needed to to, um, curb was that we needed to improve the quality of workmanship. Now, with that, we wanted to improve efficiency and improve on our net promoter score. Secondly, we wanted to minimize repeats because we did have um, a number of repeats that needed to um, come down and we needed to also provide um, an improved service or customer experience. Thirdly, was to avoid unnecessary diverts where we improve on the dispatch rate. Now, as much as we had changed um, or introduced the SLA, we also then brought in a payment increase to the technicians per um, faults um, undertaken so that we compensate and um, on improving the operational behavior. Now, graphically, you can see when we introduced the, the contract that there was a decline in terms of the percentage of faults handed to cables from um, the contractors, and it went down to be aligned with um, our internal technicians. And subsequent to that on the second graph, you can see that once that was introduced, the dispatch rate itself has gone down. Now this shows that there was a significant improvement um, where we realized that the service provider and uh, technicians and our internal technicians were more aligned and that the redispatches were also minimized. So that gives you a a, a synopsis of um, the transitioning and how we got into where we are. Thanks, over to you, Sean. Can you make it three minutes, Sean? Yeah. Uh, yeah, morning, morning, um, honorable members, um, and my open serve and telecom colleagues. Maybe I quickly want to talk about uh, repeat fault analysis. So, as can be seen, the majority, 70% of repeat fault are fixed at the second call out of the technician. So, and, and I, I like to compare that, you know, if I actually provide a service or somebody actually provides me a service like repairing my car. You know, when I actually get it back, the car needs to work. And, and, and that's really what we're looking at. So, so yes, our repeat faults were totally uncontrollable. And, you know, obviously then we've put in initially a clause of 30 days of, um, you know, not, not paying the, the, the technicians for the fault. Uh, that you'll see in the other slides, we've 
we reduce that to seven days because actually, although we talk and implode about the repeat falls, most of them actually happen within seven days. Okay. So what's also very interesting is that a majority of the repeat falls are resubmitted to a technician within 24 hours and it's fixed. So, you know, specifically, and I think most of them comes in within two days when we give it to the technician or we ask, please go and fix it again. We'll sort it out. It gets fixed. So that's just something we need to note. And then I would like to talk about our network uh, because there was mentioned in the petition about the quality of our network. Yes, our network is old, it can be fixed. But now, and I think very important what we need to, to, to understand is that uh, we've got what we call a, a national center that on a daily basis, starting four o'clock in the morning, start doing analysis on faults. The faults is then separated between what we call network faults and then customers facing faults. Network faults is, guys, and, and we know that we are subjected to vandalism, to theft, you know, and, and like all the other operators currently battling in our network. So, yes, sometimes you'll find that a SDC or a pole has been cut or and it looks in a horrible state, but we don't expect our, our commodity techs or our IFTs to fix that. Worst cases that can happen, they will get dispatched to a fault. And once they get there, they see, oh, no, this is a SDC that's been vandalized. They need to report that back to the center and all these faults are bogged. So to fix network elements like the SDCs, we actually use then what we call our domain three service providers. That is service providers that will come drop a new SDC box and fix that. Once that is repaired, it becomes a customer fault again. And, you know, the... Uh, the, the the IFTs and the normal commodity techs, they work basically from that network point to the customer premises and fix any associated faults. So, yeah, and I think the message there is that we do not, we don't, when it's a, a, a big network issue, whether it's a cable that's been vandalized, whether it's a, a SDC or TLU unit that's been vandalized, that fault is part and it's fixed through other domain SPs. Only commodity and customer repairable faults is sent over to the IFTs. Sure. Uh, Thanks. I'm yeah. not sure you can cover this and then you go to summary. Uh, so, so if if yeah, minute. if you look at payment alignment, I would like Amit to quickly touch on that. Amit, can you quickly touch on that and then maybe I'll speak through to the summary. Thanks. Thank you, Sean. And uh, good morning to the honourable members of Parliament. Now, when it comes to payment alignment, it must be stated that OpenServe has been building copper and fiber services for many years. So when it comes to the commercials that we offer to the industry, we have an extremely good grasp of the concepts, the methodologies, and also the mechanisms that are used to manipulate the system uh, to create uh, extra work for yourself, increase the claims, double payments, et cetera, et cetera. And we actually work with the service providers to eliminate this type of behavior as not all service providers try and influence the system. And we are always testing our methodologies and our controls, and then we realign where we see fit. Now, added to this, we also have another advantage when it comes to the commercials, as we have an internal reference point in the term, um, in, in, the, in, the, in the form of our internal fixed term employees or internal technicians who do exactly the same type of work uh, in the build environment. And then the service providers form part of our variable capacity to do that build work for us. 
Now we collaborate quite extensively with the service providers to co-create the bill of quantities and the related costs associated with them. We also use other sources from uh, marketing intelligence sources, industry-related costing, and other informative drivers to come up and formalize the prices that we pay for the services that you render. <clears throat> now, previously, a figure of 3,400 was mentioned in the petition. Now, that was a blended rate that we pay, that we used to pay all of our service providers for an installation, whether it was a simple installation like a pole drop or a complex installation where you have to trench over 100 meters and lay fiber. Now, obviously, this blended rate was not conducive to larger projects as you were undercompensated. But for smaller projects, you were overcompensated and very handsomely paid. So we went ahead and re-engineered our bill of quantities and the prices associated with them to ensure a much more fairer compensation. And we did away with the blended rate. Now, this was misconstrued by some of the service providers that we had actually reduced the rate, which was actually incorrect as we came up with a more fair, fairer way of compensation. So as an example, if you were remunerated 3,400 for a job, whether you trenched one meter, whether you trenched 50 meters or 100 meters, the payment was the same. Now, under the revised model, um, for which I can't diverse the numbers here in an open forum for obvious reasons, but you now got paid a flat fee, plus you were paid for every meter that you trenched. So that meant the more you trenched, the more you got paid. And when you compare this price uh, and this methodology with the industry pricing and methodology, Telcom's pricing is far more favorable and much more attractive to the industry. Um, and that's why a lot of the service providers want to come and work for Telcom. So in closing on this point, Telcom is continuously evolving uh, its methodologies, its engineering, the way we build, the material that we use to build fiber, uh, the IT systems that go around the ecosystem in terms of our build program. And as we introduce those efficiencies, we also go and realign our remuneration to the service providers. Sure. Thank Thanks, you. Amit. Shall we, shall we allow Sean back? So that you are trying a bit of time here. Just one minute on the summaries, uh, Sean. So yeah. The other slides that we skipped so that uh, the yeah. members don't abuse their time. With your respect. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so 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 maybe um, just before I go into the summary, <clears throat> although we don't flag the slides, there has been constant engagement. And, you know, one of the things that we've significantly changed through all these discussions and dispute resolution process with the IFTs was, for instance, to reduce the, the, um, the fourth repeat rate days associated with that to from 30 days to currently seven days. You know, so that takes that out of the, the equation. And, and the big issue, obviously, was that when you, most of the faults in any case, repeat faults are reported within seven days. Okay. So that's important that we, you know, we came to the party there. Then further on the, the current dispute, um, as they said previously, we had um, previous engagement on this. And then, yes, uh, I see a lot of, six of the, the IFT companies have, uh, requested to be recused from the dispute. So <clears throat> just maybe to come back to the summary slide here. Yeah, what I want to highlight is 45 businesses were created. 
employing eight or four technicians. And then very important, a part of the contract, the initial contract was we will support you for four technicians. Very other important point in the contract is we will provide four, uh, free material support for one year. And then <clears throat> when obviously there was issues, we through the IDF assisted them to get the financial support. So yes, that maybe uh, resulted in some loans. However, these loans were offset by grants. And you know, um, the future makers actually presented that grants of 15 million, where all that loans were basically really then almost like written off here. Yeah. Uh, and then obviously financial and non-financial support is still active and ongoing. And important is that we see, you know, that the IFTs are extension of our hands. If you actually look at it, 99% of them are actually, uh, they're doing actually 99% of the five installs on a daily basis. And and we obviously blend this uh, between assurance and, and fiber. And they're actually doing our fiber work, most of our fiber work. And, and it's very important that we've got an effective relationship with them. And this relationship is created through Impose Division that's looking after the contract management. Uh, thanks, thanks, uh, Sean. I think yeah. this will conclude our formal presentation. I think the presentation was also shared with the members. I think we've covered the key issues. So now with the repetitive, we can go through the issues again. I will take it back to you, uh, the Honorable Chairperson Asuela, uh, so that the members can ask questions. Thank you. Thank you for this. We highly appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thanks. Uh, Thank you so much for, for cooperating with us. Uh, we're not pressurizing you, but we wanted you to, to zoom straight to the, to the dispute itself. But it has assisted us. Those presentations gave us also clue because some of us were not in the fifth parliament. However, I will allow members to, to question, but to me, uh, I think we'll have to to deliberate on this matter and then engage with you again because we wanted we were trying to apply the old alterum pattern principle of hearing both sides since this deals with also a dispute. And then I will now invite honorable members to ask questions. Give inputs on this matter. Honorable members, here we are. I am now inviting hands from you. Chairperson, there was a hand of uh, Honorable Kruger okay. and uh, Honorable Jacobs. Right. So those are the two hands that have been identified so far. All right. Honorable Kruger. The stage Thank is you, Ma'am Chair. I can't see myself, uh, uh, King. You, who you look beautiful. <laughs> we are requested look. to to put on our videos because this uh, this presentation is live. I can see Honorable Kruger. With I can see you as well. Thank you. All Thank right. You, you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you Ma'am Chair. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Chair. Before maybe Mr. Kroger, can I identify 
other members so that you cannot interrupt it. Say, Honorable Linkos Mchuli and Honorable Babala Matule. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Ma'am Chair, um, and thank you, Telcom, for the presentation. Although I'm not very happy about the presentation because, you know, an African seal is more mond. But, Chair, uh, yes, the Fifth Parliament, um, Telcom, did come and have some presentations, but, um, you know, I'm alive. And I wouldn't, if, if they gave us the necessary um, answers on, on, on the issues, um, we wouldn't have put in a petition because this thing goes on for very long. And of course, you know, when a big business and a small business are in a, uh, you know, in this type of engagement, the, the, the big business always drag out the whole issue and eventually the small business just die. So, Ma'am um, uh, Chair, there's just three or four issues that I want to discuss. First is the um, repeated faults. You know, in the beginning, um, the repeated faults, of course, the repeated faults is for the, for the account of the service provider. So, in the beginning, in the first seven days, the service provider have to sort of give a, a guarantee that, that the, the fault is fine, and if there's a repeated fault in the seven days, they must go and, and repair it for free, as I understand it. Then Telcom changed it to 30 days. So you must imagine this service provider, which is a small business, must now go and, and, and fix this faults for 30 days um, without any payment. They only get the regional um, uh, you know, financial assistance for the regional work. But in the next 30 days, um, um, then they have to do it for free. And then eventually, and, and Telcom mentioned it now, then they changed it back to seven days because they, they, they saw for themselves, because of the dilapidated state of their infrastructure, that they um, need to go back to the seven days because small business can't afford the 30 days. But for that period, and it was a two-year or a two-and-a-half-year period, um, they never got compensated for that 30 days. Um, and, and, and surely Telcom must go back and see how hard hit was the small businesses. Then um, there was also uh, the, 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 the job to the cost to the service provider to replace the copper lines and, and fix the copper lines. It's, it's about 900 rand for installation. And that was worked out by the small businesses. And then Telcom only paid them 620 rand. So we need to know um, where is that happening. And, and I think we need as a committee get all that, um, uh, you know, get it on the table and see. Because, I mean, the, the small business can't um, do a job for 620 rand, but it costs them 900 rand to fix that um, business. And of course, the grants things, yes, we agree, and, 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 and it, it, it does happen. But the problem is, you know, when you sign an agreement of this sort, you date it as of the day of the agreement assigned. Now, what worries me, Telcom asks the service providers to backdate the, 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 the signatures 
of, of the service provider. So there's something um, very wrong because if somebody asked me to backdate a document um, three or four years back, then then I, I smell a rat. And I think Telcom must must give us um, a good, um, uh, uh, you know, good explanation of that. Now, um, Chairperson, yes, um, and and in the in the presentation, uh, we saw how they help small businesses and so on. But we need to talk to individual small businesses. Um, it doesn't help Telcom to tell us they spend 10, 20 billion here and 10 billion there on small business. No, uh, it is the small businesses individually that suffer and that can't carry on doing business as it is. That's the one point. The other point is I use COVID as an as a excuse, but we know all know. I mean, we're busy now with um, technology, which telcoms um, uh, um, supply. Um, the whole world changed into technology, um, you know, and so telecom um, income increases by many percentage points because of COVID and the small businesses. Now they use COVID as an excuse and I don't, and I don't fall for that. Um, Jay, that's all I want to say. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you. The next speaker is Honorable Jacobs. Honorable Jacobs. Greetings, Chair. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Chair, and good morning to all the honorable members. And we want to record our appreciation to the Telcom and the team for their presentation. I think for me, um, this petition is the one issue, but I think I also want to speak to small business uh, growth and development in Telcom. So on the, on the petition, I, like um, Honorable Kruger, is not satisfied with the, with the generic responses that we got on this particular petition. This is long outstanding, and it's also a very typical way how, how the big conglomerates, corporates deal with small business. I think it's within their power to find a amicable solution to this. Uh, this thing can't be dragged on for so long. So I'm keen for the executives and the management to, to, to listen to them, to look at a workout, a work, a workable formula, and come to this depart to us, us again to see how they move away from the just giving standard responses. And I think we 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 hoping that they can find a win-win solution for these small business. The thing is long ongoing, and I personally would like to see that Telcom find a fair, a just solution, um, and report back to the portfolio committee on this. We don't want um, this airy fairy generic response. I think there is very specific issues that they've raised and I think um, Honorable Kruger has outlined some of the specifics. We need a, a formal response to that. Chair, on the other uh, uh, issues and the presentation, I welcome the presentation of Telcom and it's very fascinating and very rewarding to see all the, the big monies and the, the amounts that's been spent for small business. But the devil is in the detail. So as members of parliament and as people that have oversight, I'd like to actually get the specifics because then I would want to see, is it just um, uh, contracts for friends or pals or is it really our communities on the ground that is actually benefiting from, from this? We did re receive a, um, 
a, a report from the Competition Commission. And I'd like to see, is this empowerment of small business helping to transform the telecommunication sector? I mean, the IFTs that they spoke about, is it mainly just three or four big companies and they subcon subcontracting? Because in the townships here on Cape Flats, I mean, I um, my mother stays in Mitchell and I go there and people are not happy, even in Kailicha, people are not happy with the service providers because all the service providers are, are, are not coming from the area, even the labor contractors. At one stage, people are saying that if you're going to lay fiber in Kailicha, you must employ our youth and our, our local people from Kailicha. And we, 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 we want that, Chip. We don't want people just to come in in our area and extract value out of us so that we just become consumers. So I would want Telcom to come back to us. I'd like to get a breakdown of each of the townships, not only in the Western Cape, but all of our suburbs and see who are the actual beneficiaries of this. If it is real black economic empowerment or is it fronting? Um, I think that for me is a, is a key thing. But I think the overall picture, it, it looks good. But I think what we need is just more details coming forward. So, Chair, I, I want to submit there and I want to thank them. And I, I want them to come back again with detail or they can share with members what they've done as Telcom for, for small business in the last, pe last period with detailed breakdown. And more importantly, what are the opportunities for small businesses in our townships to actually become um, internet service providers in their small areas? And I think that for us is a key thing going forward. So we want to hear what they've done in the past, but more importantly, how are we going to ensure that we get real genuine empowerment in our townships and our own people? Those township people can also be service providers in, in our areas. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Honorable Jacobs. The next speaker, Simiko Silitule. Over to you, Honorable. The platform is yours. Braking. Is Honorable Inkosilitul in? Is he still there? Yes, Chase is still there. Maybe we can we can give uh, Honorable Baba in the meantime. Maybe okay, Honorable, Honorable Baba, no. Uh, thank you very much, Chairperson. Yes, Oh, thank you, ma. Uh, greetings to Honorable Members and the guests or the people who bring the presentation before us. Uh, I greet you all. Uh, firstly, Chairperson, I'll just stress this. Uh, the time limit is not suitable for this engagement that we have, uh, the time limit that we have right now at the present moment. You know, when we're addressing sensitive issues like this telecoms behavior, we need enough time, not this rush, rush. That's my first point. Then, in case of Eastern Cape, we need to know beneficiaries 
in this uh, in, in in townships and rural areas as as members were stressing uh, before me uh, I, 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 I'm 100% conquer with what they raised. Uh, we need to know really because telecom, there is there are many things that are uh, hidden agendas uh, regarding to uh, to telecom. Uh, I'll just pass just a warning short to ESCOM, to, to telecom, sorry. Uh, I just want to say to them, they must never again bully small businesses. Stop that. Stop what you are doing. It's totally uncalled for. Do not do as you wish. No, no, no. The, now that the the, 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 the government is a, it's a, it's a beneficiary or is a stakeholder in telecom, does not give the telecom to bully small businesses, please. Um, I will just submit that, Chair. We must get enough time. We must, uh, we must have both uh, the... The the, the 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 victims and telecom in a suitable time, even if it's afternoon, because uh, we can't do both uh, rushing and and addressing the matter. Thank you very much, uh, my chair. Thank you, Honorable Babalo. I think I indicated that we are applying uh, the an alterum principle where we are listening to both sides. From there, as the portfolio committee will analyze more especially the responses from uh, telecom as other honorable members have outlined and uh, requesting specification, et cetera, et cetera. And then we'll sit down and we'll call them back again. Uh, the next speaker is Honorable King. Uh, Chair. Honorable Nkosi. Yes, may you please also note the hand of uh, Honorable Hendricks. Honorable Hendricks, ne? Okay. Honorable Inkosilitul, uh, can you come in? Thank you very much, Chair. And good morning, everybody. My, can, you, my, can you put your video so that... Thank you. Uh, my video is on. Yes, yes. thank you, Papa. My, my, only few questions. Uh, there are certain things which I, I don't understand really from the OSCOM people because telecom. most of telecom, or most, mm. thank you, most of the time, uh, I, I believe that there is some bullying the, the, the contractors because contractors, they are not happy about it. Uh, on the other side, uh, I would like to propose, as, as the as the members they were proposing about to to have at another time, uh, so that we can able to deliberate clearly about this matter. Only one thing now I can ask at this certain time, at, at this present moment, only the the matter of. Uh, The, the 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 telecom was 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 starting to to do this con, to starting work with the small business small contractors in 2015 but still today we we were still having a problem 
of the old uh, old government, the previous government. And the, that problem, it's about the, the fiber. The fiber in my area, I can state my area on. It, I am in between uh, Hipatin and Mtualume village, the area itself. But there is no fiber at all. Even you, you apply for uh, you apply for it so that you can able to do your work thoroughly. You can't because Hipatin they got they got uh, they got uh, the the network for fiber. Mtualume uh, next to me they got, but in the black areas in the rural areas we don't have it. When they are going to put up this uh, fiber? Thank you very much. Thank you. Honorable Hendricks. Uh, thank you, Honorable Chair. Honorable Chair, you've heard that there are different levels, and uh, level three, for example, is very for sophisticated work. But I want to talk about the basic work that can create a lot of job opportunities, and that is digging the trenches. And we find that uh, between telecom and the contractors and so on, uh, what, what is happening amounts to slave labor. They will say that, uh, you know, you've got to uh, complete uh, so many kilometers or so many meters for, for this kind of money. And then it's below, when, you, when you calculate the monies, it is below the minimum wage. So, uh, you know, one needs to look at that. Uh, and also, you find that communities, uh, I agree with the whoop, that communities are complaining that uh, contractors and telecom, they bring in people from outside that is prepared to work as slaves and be paid slave wages instead of the locals who must be paid a, a wage at least more than the minimum uh, wage. And uh, then, uh, so that needs to be addressed that Anyone can dig a trench. I can dig a trench. Honorable Chair, I'm sure you will also be able to show them how to dig a trench. So the local people uh, can dig trenches. They must just be given the opportunity. But that is that is not what I wanted to put forward to the portfolio committee and telecom and the contractors and, and everyone else. We need to know from them, if you have employed a thousand people uh, over a period of time in different provinces to dig trenches, how many of them have been skilled trained to go to level one and level two and level three and do, and do more sophisticated work? Our people in our communities like the Wapshed must be able to progress. We are not trench diggers. Uh, you know, uh, we, we, we need to be there right at the top. So they need to tell us, okay, we have over the years employed uh, 5,000 uh, trench diggers and of them so many have moved to level one, level two, level three. Even some of them have become, have become contractors and we've assisted them to register a company, uh, to apply for work and so on. That is real empowerment. Thank you very much, Honorable Chair. A person apologize the hand of Mr. Honorable Kruger. I don't know whether it's a photo up or it's an old no, hand. No. 
I think it's a legacy hand. Yeah, it's, it's just uh, uh, just to 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 add to um, Honorable Latuli, um, you know, even Acacia Park don't have um, um, what you might call it. Uh, you know, this new technology. So it's hundred percent true that there's a lot of communities that don't have um, this um, um, new technique um, technology, and we need to work on that. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you, Honorable Kruger. I think this was the last hand. I will allow uh, Telcom to respond. There are responses which can be made now. There are responses which can be given to the portfolio committee at a later stage, since I've indicated that we're still going to look at this presentation and come up with concrete recommendations as the portfolio committee. So. I am now giving you an opportunity, leader of the delegation from Telcom, with your team, of course. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Uh, thank you, honorable members, so for the questions. And from our side, Chair, we still believe that also, given some of the comments that were made by the honorable members, we think that that video, that premiered video, can speak to one of the things we are doing around the SMEs in the townships. So it will demonstrate clearly what what we are doing and who who are the beneficiaries. I, I see that the members make reference to that. If we could be given that time, maybe that video towards the end, we can showcase what we are doing. When it comes to uh, to the questions, Chair, we're gonna take them as they come from the Honorable Kruger, and then there was also a comment from. Uh, Comrade Jacobs, or oh, um, uh, Honorable Father Jacobs. I'm from the Western Cape as well, Chair, from Mbeguini, Epal. I know how the SMMEs have made a difference in the communities. We said that with the one billion that we make in the SMMEs, those are direct benefits. There are indirect benefits where other people benefit from one person. If it's direct, it can be one. Indirect can be more than five to ten. So we know exactly what are those benefits are in the communities. That video is going to speak to that as well. Also, we come with uh, Honorable Jacobs that we appreciate the work that you are doing. Of course, we always try to provide a win-win situation where there is many benefits. Our work speaks for itself when it comes to this. When it comes to the actual petition, I think our presentation went at length to address the issues raised. Maybe also because of the time as well, we need to re-engage also with the members and also with the content advisors to pull out exactly what was contained in the presentation so that the members can know. And also, honorable member, if I can say as Telcom, we also have a program where we can showcase to the members our infrastructure. We have a boat in Cape Town that comes up with the cable, uh, the, the cable uh, underground marine cable. We can allow members to visit that cable, that, that, that boat. It runs around the metropole strat. And then it's, that's where you can see, we can demonstrate to you how the technology works, how the fiber is being rolled out in the various townships. We extend our hand to engage the members on that, to meet informally around this. You can make a necessary, I mean, uh, uh, submission to the committee around visiting our 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 boat so they can understand our technology, satellite, fiber, and you name it. 
When it comes to uh, Honorable Matulelwa, we don't take lightly our contribution to SMMEs, whether it's the Eastern Cape or whether it is in the in the KZN. Our our beneficiaries they cut across all the provinces. We provide all the services. Everyone, anyone who, who applies for the Future Makers uh, program is allowed to do so without any discrimination. We take them seriously. As you mentioned that the issue of fiber, historically, you know, fiber, it was rolled out, uh, I mean, in some areas. Now with the new government, fiber is not rolled out in township. I must say, Mr. Uh, that as Telcom, we are committed to rolling out fiber to everyone. We don't leave anyone behind. We want to make sure that we democratize telecommunications know that the new government, it is its philosophy as well, to make sure that access to fiber and to services are democratized to, to, to everyone. Let me allow now my colleagues to speak to the specific questions that were raised. I'll start with the one that was raised by, by Mr. Kruger. I think uh, uh, Mr. Boats will, will, will speak to this question around the repeated faults. Maybe you can touch on that, uh, Mr. Boats, and then the cost the service provider. And the last one is the, the, uh, the backdated uh, uh, agreement for signatures. If you can take those three questions from Mr. Uh, Honorable Kruger, Mr. Sean Boats, with a sense of, of, of maybe Ben. And then the last bit of the question by Mr. Hendricks, around the skills and uh, whether do we transition people from level one to level three? I think Matebe, that, uh, uh, that question can be addressed by you. Let's start with you, Sean. With that uh, format, Honorable uh, Chair, I hope you agree and then you address all the questions. Thank you. Yes, I'm in agreement, but let them be brief like you did. Thank you. Yeah, so, so, um... Thanks for that, Pandila, and honourable members as well. Um, I want to support what, uh, you know, the notion of some of the honourable members that, you know, we need maybe sufficient time to deliberate and maybe to dwell down in some of these issues. Uh, some of them could have been obviously uh, contextualised if we actually were allowed to, to work through the presentation in a little more detail. So, so yeah, um, the repeated faults, yes, obviously was 30 days. Um, uh, let me just start my video. Yeah, yeah. So the repeated faults was uh, the, the the days was always on 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 30 days, and that was initial implementation of the contract. Uh, there was a dispute logged um, as far back as 2018. Uh, we, we there was deliberations on this matter, and if you can recall, about 31.5 million rand was written off in penalties and SLAs. But yeah, um, as far as that was concerned, um, and in 2019, already at that stage, the, the days were reduced from 30 days to 14 days, and since uh, last year, December, we've then reduced it to seven days. So yes, maybe the next session we can dwell into the specific details of specific of these companies that really have a concern about, you know, some of these issues. Um, yeah. I would like then maybe uh, a myth or Ben to talk around the 620 and the 900 rand. Uh, 
you know, there was a, a question on the, the payment was 620, although the labor actually cost 900 rand. Ben or Amit? Hello. I think, let me take that one, Sean. <clears throat> So we have various uh, mechanisms of, of payments. Um, there's a fixed fee of 620, but if a service provider incurs something on site where uh, he needs to be remunerated additionally for, you know, in the event where maybe he needs to cut a tree or, or something that, that crops up because every build program is different. Every home that you go to and install a fiber is different. No two installations are exactly the same because as you know, I mean, everybody's home is different. So we do cater for that with additional BOQs, uh, line items that you can pick to be remunerated additionally for the work that, uh, or, or comp compensated for additionally, the additional work uh, that you have incurred. Now, I'm not sure maybe if some of the service providers were uh, not adequately edic uh, educated on the on how to apply the BOQs, but we have, we have had many training sessions with all of our service providers as to how the BOQs work and how to apply them in instances instances where you are building at home. So in short, I think uh, if a service provider did incur any additional cost, we have BOQs that can be called upon so that they can be compensated for the work that they that they have done. Thanks, Sean. So, can you cover that last question on grants, Sean? Uh, uh, yeah, question? yeah, no, no, we look now at, um, we look now at that, uh, maybe just um, the, the 620, was that related to assurance or installations? Amit? Uh, according to me, I think it's assurance. Yeah, so so it's definitely not installations. Uh, the installation price book looks totally different. Okay, that that was basically repairing of, I think, GSL line, and currently it's fiber line. Thanks. Uh, the 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 other question there was backdating of the signatures, and and maybe also Ben can maybe elaborate on that point. Uh, Amit needs to catch that one as well as he was facilitating the contract signature process, Sean. Okay, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for that one. I'm not too sure about the backdating as to where it uh, comes from because our contract signatures are done by a system called Ariba, which is now digitally signed. Um, so they actually can't be backdated um, on the system. But I will take the question back and see what does this question relate to, because I am not aware of any backdating of any of any signatures on any contracts. Um, thank you, thank you so much. Up to so far, thank um, you. We have indicated that we are under pressure. Basis uh, will be taking members to to parliament at half past 11. So uh, under pressure, let me appreciate the responses and also indicate that I agree with you, leader of delegation, that you will have to 
engage with our content advisors so that specifications be there as honorable members has uh, highlighted so that uh, we were able to move forward with this engagement since it's a problem which has been uh, brought to us in the form of a petition but we appreciate all the responses and i'm happy you you are the issue of collectivism is there because you you brought in your team so i can see that you are not you are not working alone you are working with a, with with your collective but consider all the issues raised by members because you are doing our oversight and by so doing or trying to harmonize the situation. The issue of unemployment is high. Uh, the issue of poverty is high. And the issue of the fiber is a, is a concern really because even in our villages or parks as members, we don't have that access. So I'm hopefully that uh, this engagement, this petition will bring you closer to us as the members of the portfolio committee who are doing our oversight, but we really appreciate. We'll now release you because we are having two items which we'll have to deal with them before I close the meeting. Thank you so much. May be released. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, thanks a lot on behalf of the team. Thanks a lot, sir. Thank you. We'll engage but I think can we quickly go back to our agenda? so that we finalize the agenda is adopted. This is con consideration of the, the minutes, the committee minutes of the 16th and 25th March. I believe members have read, just flag them. I will request them to make corrections and then from there we will adopt those minutes. Just move, this is page one. Any correction, honorable members? Move to the next page. Page two, nothing. Page three. Page four. Any correction? None. Move to the next page. Thank you. Can I have a mover for the adoption of the minutes as a true reflection of what transpired? into that particular meeting to members who were present. Yeah. Any mobile? Yes, thank I, you. Okay, thank you. 
I will second. Thank you. The next set of meetings, the meeting, the minutes are duly adopted. Next. Move first, King. We're behind time. Honorable members, you may make corrections. Move to the next page, please. Any correction? None. Move to the next page, please. Uh, thank you. Can I have a mover for the adoption of this minutes, honorable members? Uh, thank you. Can I have a mover for the adoption of this minutes, honorable members? Uh, thank you. Can I have a mover for the adoption of this minutes, honorable members? Yes. Yes. Hey, Rakim, what's happening here? Rakim? Yes, Chair. Mm, I'm repeating myself. So can you... Can, can, can you hear me now? Yes. Yes, yes can I hear you. I'm requesting anyone to move for the adoption of the minutes from honorable members is the true reflection. Yes, sir. Yes, Bree. I move for the adoption of the minutes of the true reflection as what transpired on that day. I thank, thank you. you thank you, honorable Tlamelang. Any seconder, honorable members? Absolutely. Seconded. Chair, thank you. Thank you, Honorable Nkosilitule. The minutes are duly adopted. Thank you so much. Uh, I have also seconded, but I wasn't heard. Thank you. Thank you, my son. Yes. Madam Chair, just before we uh, end the meeting, um, I'm, I'm just worried about the way forward because we, we need to write a report on this. And um, the answers given to Telcom, I got different information and I got proof for that. I mean, on black and white. So um, we need to um, have further discussion on it before we start um, working on a um, report to Parliament. Thank you. Thank you. I think I have alluded uh, Honorable uh, Kruger, if you have heard me well, I told them that we appreciate the response, but we were applying the OD alterum principle. And even the leader of delegation indicated that he will still engage with our content advisors to single out specifications as we have done. So we can't today conclude and take it as a report. Let us take it as work in progress. 
where even Honorable Babalo requested that we didn't have enough time, of which I agree with her. But because we're given a slot, at least yourself, as one of the previous members during the, the fifth parliament, you have got understanding. But their presentation also assisted us all as members, but we'll request our researchers, content advisor, our secretaries to 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 liaise with them to get a sense because at the end of the day, we must come up with some solid recommendations. And I appreciate also all your questions as honorable members, although the time was so limited. So I, I fully agree with you. We'll still have a session with them. Thank you. Thank you, Jane. Thank you. The meeting standard, Jane. Long live the chair. Thank you very much. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, Chair. Thank you. Thank you so much. Let's meet there. <laughs> Let's go and meet there and see who's the big elephant. <laughs> thank you. Recording in progress. Recording stopped.